0: I'm Nicholas Bornoz of Capital Link, and I would like to welcome you all to this very interesting and very important panel. The panel is going to, to address the topic of the Chinese financial leasing and their uh, involvement and contribution to the global shipping industry. As we all know, uh, Chinese leasing institutions have been major providers of capital to the global shipping industry. And we have with us a terrific panel of five very senior executives from the major uh, Chinese leading firms. And I will turn it over to uh, Anthony Cauway, the partner from Hill Dickinson, uh, who is going to introduce each one of them and be the moderator. Uh, Andrew, thank you for, uh, and Anthony, thank you for do- doing the heavy lifting uh, in terms of moderating the panel. I'd like to thank each one of the panelists for joining us. Uh, great to have you with us and making our um, forum uh, a big success. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Nicholas. Thanks very much. Um, Colleagues and friends, uh, I'd like to start by welcoming uh, and thanking you for joining us at CapLink 2021's panel discussion on Chinese leasing. Uh, uh, I'm going to welcome and introduce you to some of Chinese leasing's luminaries who who are on the panel today. Uh, Individuals known in the wider shipping community uh, in the wake of the transformation of of Chinese leasing, uh, particularly in the past decade. Uh, really, they need no introduction. But uh, as a point of good order, I think uh, uh, I would ask that you allow me to to take some time to to introduce you to them. Uh, I'm going to start with Mr. Zhang Zhang Feng, uh, who is the general manager of ship leasing at China Development Bank Financial Leasing. Uh, Mr. Bill Wu, who is managing director of Citic Financial Leasing. Uh, Mr. Jack Zhu, who is deputy. Head of Shipping at CMB Financial Leasing. Uh, Mr. Rock Wang, who is Director of Marketing and Sales at uh, Bank of Communications Leasing. Uh, And Mr. Peter Zhao, uh, Deputy Head of Shipping at ICBC Leasing. Uh, And uh, I'd like to thank you all uh, to the panelists for joining. It's a great pleasure and honor to be be hosting you today. Um, In preparation for today, I went back and and watched a a number of past panel discussions on Chinese leasing and and the themes uh, primarily to to avoid repeating myself um, and and raising themes that I felt had been discussed at at length in the past. But what I found was there were sort of two sets of themes, those that related to to, uh, matters that had been discussed and had fallen away over recent years and matters that were ongoing and it would seem in all likelihood would continue to be at the forefront of discussion because of their generic nature. And basically they were around growth and transformation. And When we work and operate in an industry like shipping, where there's continual change and the shifting of the landscape, uh, it's inevitable that we're gonna be talking about the same things, but perhaps in in a different context uh, through the years. Um, One of the the areas I was looking at that I think has fallen away and was one of the themes historically was education. Uh, That was educating the market in terms of exactly what Chinese leasing is. Uh, As recently as 2017, there was some discussion on one of the panels that uh, that there was still, uh, you know, a significant range of persons in in the industry who didn't uh, really understand what Chinese leasing was. And that there was a push to educate the market with with visits to Europe and the US, uh, the meeting shipping executives I think that's fallen away. We're now well aware of where we stand, and there are very few who are operating in the industry who don't understand what Chinese leasing is all about. The the themes that seem to pervade the different different, uh, panel discussions and and are likely to be ongoing are around growth and transformation. Uh, I think in the past, we've looked at growing portfolios and market share in in the context of uh, uh, Chinese leasing. across the ship finance market and that, that that's been relatively explosive over the last 10-15 years um, we're looking at transformation as well the changing nature of, of uh chinese leasing in terms of the profile of, of your clients uh, and and the uh, the models used so there's a lot a lot to be discussed um we we have limited time today uh, i i've formulated a number of questions that that focus on these sort of growth transformation um uh, topics but uh, some of the peripheral points and as i say there's a lot that we could be discussing that we would ordinarily discuss offline after the forum with uh, with, with a glass of wine in hand uh, unfortunately we're not able to do here but but we're hoping that in in the next year or so we'll be able to all meet uh, in person and, uh, and and explore some of those additional topics and issues uh that takes me on to my first question i think uh, and I, i'm gonna I'm gonna read it out so that it's clear to all of you and, and to, the, to those uh, persons watching and, and participating in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the discussion. The first question is around source of funding. Uh, in the past, historically, Chinese uh, finance leasing companies have looked mainly to Chinese banks for their funding. And my question is this, is this changing significantly? Uh, And do you expect leasing companies to look to the equity markets or the debt capital markets in the future? Uh, Can we expect to see Chinese leasing companies seeking listings and issuing bonds? Uh, Now I know there are Chinese leasing companies that are listed, but I mean in in a more generic wider sense. Uh, If I can turn that over to the panel, that would be great.
0: Thank you. Yes, I think it's changing, uh, you know, uh, CDB financial leasing listed in Hong Kong stock exchange and uh, issuing bonds actually is one of the major sources of funding for us, so I think more or less other Chinese financial leasing companies are also doing the same. Bill, do, do, you, do you have a position on it?
1: Yes,
2: Um, you know I joined the uh, right now and uh, joined the uh, city leasing. So right now city leasing, we are very general I would Say the the credit and the uh, from the you know multiple banks and not just within the Chinese banks, but also with international international banks. They give us and uh, pretty good and uh, credit and uh, to Chinese leasing house. You know specifically for the city leasing, decide that we also work on the bond, and uh, but for the you know that that for the Chinese bond, or the U.S. dollar bond, yeah, they Approved by the Chinese, you know, Bank Regulation Committee. So the timing-wise, it takes. So and um, you know, it's not that that easy. But you know, we are looking for multiple resources to and uh, ensure our equity and strong enough to support our you know future business in shipping finance. Thanks. Uh,
1: thank you for that. Thank you very much indeed, Jack. We we had uh, we had spoken a little earlier. You, you have something to
3: say. Uh, yes, um, yeah, I fully agree with Ms. Xiong and Bill. Yes, um, yeah, we understand uh, they already have uh, uh, some of us listed in uh, uh, Hong Kong stock Exchange, like CDB leasing. But for other leasing companies like us or bottom or ICBC, because uh, we are uh, for 100% owned by the mother bank. And for the bank, for for China Merchants Bank, uh, it's uh, dual listed in Hong Kong and Shanghai Stock Exchange. So uh, and uh, we we uh, we do think the leasing arms are part of the listed company. So we are very uh, close to the international market. And for same leasing, um, we we can see the market bank perform performance quite good. And in terms of the size of the the market capital. So the CMB China Motion Bank now is ranked the top of four in the world. Uh, the number one is uh, is I think is JP Morgan, and the number two is BOA, number three is ICBC, and the number four is China Motion Bank. So we have no so far we 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 for the leasing arms, we don't think we have any uh, specific plan to spin off uh, to list it independently in the in the stocking and changes. And also we are regulated by the CBRC, that is the China Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission. So we shall be very cautious on the compliance and to approach the the, the capital, the equity uh, capital market. And for the debt side, we we just issued 1 billion US dollars in this September. And also we issued 1.2 uh, billing in last August. I think uh, for ICBC and the Wacom also uh, very actively uh, in the debt side. They also issued several bonds in, uh, in the Hong Kong or Singapore or London, the capital, international capital market. And uh, also we are very uh, uh, actively to approach some of the very uh, uh, competitive um, uh, uh, funding uh, Market like Japanese uh, capital market, we have experienced our rising funds by issuing Samurai bonds. That's quite a very uh, competitive. The funding cost is very low. So we we do think I agree with Mitsu and Bill. So we do have a lot of changes. We have a lot of transformations to 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 change our position of the funding and the funding cost is getting more and more competitive. That's very good for our clients. So we. Share, provide more favorable terms to our clients in the future. And thank you, Tony.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks very much for that, Jack. Um, I think we've had a couple of technical difficulties, but we're, we're going to soldier on. Um, uh, Rock, I, I wonder uh, if you've got anything you can contribute on, on this point, this question.
4: Well, fun, in fact. Yes. Uh every leasing companies uh, have already good access to international different uh, financial instruments. Uh, as uh, the gentleman just mentioned earlier that uh, maybe in the early stage that uh, Chinese leasing companies uh, have a strong support from domestic market, but later as every company storing their uh, US dollar, assets with international plans that every company start to utilize different uh, financial tools over the world. Uh, not only uh, the bond, the uh, bank loan, but also some uh, structural financing, such as uh, PBS that uh, needs operating these or uh, most of the ones in the world available. So now at the moment, I think uh, Chinese leasing uh, is a good linkage point for uh, all these uh, different financial instruments in the world and the ship owner. So the uh, leasing company is a good thing for, point here for equity market, uh, uh, not so many Chinese leasing listed yet, but I think in future, uh, it's not a bad idea. But for Chinese leasing companies, for, for them, actually, when they go for the, the equity market to be listed, they are now considering only for increasing their equity because every company have a very strong shareholder base enough equity supporting, but they may also consider other things when they trying to do so. Uh, for example, improve their transparency, and increase their uh, presence uh, in the international market, or others. So that is my opinion. Thank you, Roger.
1: That, that's that's uh, very informative. I I. I... I believe we we have a late uh, a late joiner to to the panel. Um, Stacy Zhang is uh, going to sit in for Peter Zhao. Uh, Stacy, I, I don't want to put you on the spot. I'm I'm not sure whether you've um, had uh, had had exposure to the question, so to speak. But uh, would you have something to say on this? Is this... Yes.
5: Thank you, Antony. Uh, yeah. thank you. And uh, yeah, I fully agree uh, with what Jack and Rock just mentioned, Um, leasing houses are quite active in the capital market recently. And actually for ICBC, we have issued uh, our first corporate bond for the US dollar about five years ago already. And we have obtained very stable international credit rating from uh, Moody's, from um, uh, Fitch, So um, that very stable investment uh, rating is helping us to reduce our fund price um, gradually. And uh, with that support, we can uh, provide to our international clients with a very competitive uh, US dollar funding. And also um, since uh, the beginning of ICBC leasing, we have been in the RMB capital market as well. So we issue a uh, bond uh, for the uh, RMB as well, which uh, will help us to do domestic transactions. So I think with uh, still, uh, we get a lot of um, capacity from uh, the capital market and uh, support our continuous business growth. Thank you, Anton.
1: Thank you, Stacy. Uh, for someone who's coming at the last minute, that was a very eloquent response to my question. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It leads me on to, to I suppose, a follow-up question that's that's connected, and that's, uh, you know, to to the panel at large. Um, And that is that in the early days of of Chinese finance leasing, um, it was never invariably the case that, at least that's the perception from a Western point of view, that um, if you engage with Chinese leasing companies, it tended only to be, if you were building in Chinese yards. Um, and that's entirely understandable in terms of the, the way that was perceived. Do you think that um, that link will disappear if Chinese finance leasing companies uh, obtain uh, much of their funding from sources other than Chinese banks?
0: Phil, do you have a view? Yeah, Let's uh, yep. yep. say something first. Show yeah. me business stuff first, yeah. Uh, Actually, I don't think source of funding is the key reason that we select shipyards. You know, I was working with Costco before I joined CDBDC. I in the old days, I mean, in 1980s or 90s, we built a lot of ships in Japanese shipyards and the Korean shipyards. But uh, in past two decades, most of Costco's ships are built in China. I think the reason we select shipyards is not the source of funding, but the quality, the price, and also delivery time. Actually, now most types of ships can be built in Chinese shipyards with a very good quality and a relevantly competitive price. So then why should we go to Japanese shipyards or Korean shipyards? I don't think it's related to the source of funding. Actually, uh we most of our funds from uh, actually, it's overseas market, but we build most of our ships in Chinese shipyards.
1: Fully understood. So, so the implication is it's more more a, a, a case of the uh, Chinese market shipbuilding um, um, capability has increased so significantly that 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 that's that's where the weight of of um, of, of the argument lies, rather than uh, the source of funding. Um, does Does anyone else have have a view on that? Just one comment and
2: from, from my side, you know, I fully agree with the Shun. And, um, you know, it's, it's more based on say, the pricing and the quality as well, maybe the slot and the available. And the, so right now, I'd say the, giant, the Chinese shipyards can offer almost all kinds of the ships and the, at the very reasonable price and the very good delivery and the schedule. So that's why I think in the past four or five years and most of the Chinese in-house put the orders in the Chinese shipyard. And the one thing I just want to mention about in that current, at the current stage, and due to the content shipping market is very hot. So I would say that most of the Chinese uh, tier one, shipping yacht has been fully booked. That maybe be they to looking for an alternative, you know, solution, looking at maybe the Japanese or the Korean shipping yacht instead. But those and um, you know, shipping yachts, they have some available slots and they're, you know, comparable and, uh, you know, good price. So just one comment on that part. Thank
1: thank you very much, Bill. Stacy, do do you have a view on that? I'm sorry if I'm picking people out of order, but the pictures are moving around on my screen,
5: But Yes, uh, thank you, Anthony. So uh, for ICBC Leasing, we are always uh, very supportive to the Chinese shipyard, especially as um, Uh, leasing arm of um, ICBC group uh, of uh, the the largest state-owned banking. So uh, we have the responsibility to support the Chinese shipyard and also to um, assist on the upgrade of uh, the Chinese shipping industry, uh, the the, the, uh, shipbuilding industry. Uh, But meanwhile, we are a commercial bank as well. So we open to all type of vessels in the markets. Uh, Eventually, uh, the, the business talks. Thank you.
1: Fully, fully understood. If the expertise is there in, in the PRC, it's inevitable that, that some focus from your point of view will be in in your market. Uh, that, that's, that's entirely understandable. Brock? Um, yes. Um, yes, I fully
4: agree with all the panelists that mentioned that uh, uh, indeed, in reality, there is no, uh, there is no policy or no uh, requirement from uh, upper level uh, requesting CR certain certain commitment to Chinese yeah, uh, to be Chinese leasing company or Chinese bank. So, uh, except uh, all that uh, ECA uh, ECA constitution uh, institutions, but uh, uh, yes, all the uh, Chinese companies, commercial commercial banks uh. We do things uh, purely based on a commercial consideration. Uh, so that is uh, the situation. Yes.
1: Apologies, Jack. I, I think you've yet to
3: say something on, on the matter. Are you able to, to make contribution? Yes, yes, Anthony, thank you. Yes, um, we have never been required to look at little bidding orders only for placed in Chinese shipyards. Uh, and on the contrary, the first uh, several low vessels we financed were built in Korea shipyards. So uh, for some reason, definitely we are market-driven. So there's no any limitations for us to choose where the ship build. So, and, the, and also can I just briefly introduce our group, the China Merchants group and the group umbrella, we do have shipbuilding arms, but if our clients choose the shipyards within our group and or so ask us to provide leasing as well. So there should be some synergy combined between building and leasing. So that might be one of the division between us and the other Chinese lessors. source. So you know, under the group, we do have the shipbuilding, shipping company, and terminal operating, and other uh, vehicles. So maybe this is kind of is is if you choose the same leasing, maybe we can provide some synergy for that. So this is uh, some additional uh, value to provide. Thank you, Anthony.
1: Thank you, thank you very much, Jack. I I might have been wrong about the point around education. I'm I'm, I'm learning a lot more today than I did know. So so thank you very much.
3: It's it's worth fine to to, to clear that, to clarify that.
1: Very, very, very much appreciated. Thank you. Um, My next next question is is on another subject matter altogether. It's around uh, tax concessions in Hong Kong. We know that several Chinese finance leasing companies have a presence in Hong Kong. This may uh, be to assist in facilitating funding. Uh, I'd like to ask the panelists whether they see any appreciable business benefit in enlarging their presence in Hong Kong or in opening an office here if they don't already have one and seeking to qualify as ship lessors or ship leasing managers under Hong Kong's 2020 regime for ship leasing tax concessions. So, do you think the concessions are generous enough to warrant the cost of employing and managing staff in Hong Kong uh, and incurring the required minimum operating expenditure here? Uh, Do the panelists regard Singapore tax concessions uh, as more attractive? If I can throw that open.
0: Mr. Jiang Feng. Uh Yes, uh, actually we do most of our uh, ship leasing projects in Hong Kong, registering Hong Kong's TVs And uh, of course, for sure, the tax concessions is generous enough. It, it's zero tax, what else you can do? And also Hong Kong is a shipping center and financial center in Asia. Uh, there are a lot of, actually, benefits or say, uh, advantage of Hong Kong if we do shipping, not only shipping leasing but also shipping business in Hong Kong. But for uh, China's financial leasing companies, if we want to encourage Chinese financial leasing companies to do business in Hong Kong, is not only uh, from tax or uh, financial uh, legal service wise, but also need joint effort from. China's banking and insurance regulatory bodies, because you know there are some restrictions. I wouldn't call it the restrictions, but uh we need uh, certain qualifications to-, to do business in Hong Kong. So I think for uh, maybe this also need Hong Kong government to discuss with central government, maybe to open some doors for Chinese leasing companies. I think this might be the key issue.
1: Anthony, you are muted. Apologies. Um, I, I was saying well that thank you thank you Bill. Um, that that uh, that's one of the discussion points, no doubt, doubt going forward that we'll, uh, we'll we'll need to examine is whether those uh, you know those collaborations and discussions are happening between Hong Kong and the PLC. Uh, that, that's a sort of wait and see uh, scenario, I expect. Uh, Bill, do do you have anything uh, to to say on the the tax concession point in Hong Kong and leasing companies operating out of this jurisdiction?
2: Yes, you know, Hong Kong always, you know. At least for me is is my best choice in terms of the tax, also in terms of you know financial and uh, capital raising, as well as I would say the you know professional and the uh, service and the uh, center. So and uh, the probably we could do with this and the uh, shipping finance and uh, Hong Kong definitely would be the, the first choice. And one thing I also want to mention because and uh, I think right now the Chinese the bank regulation had you know has had taken little you know, more and uh, I'd say a little tough the uh, controls. So, and uh, we are more encouraged to set up our SPV in the Chinese offshore in the cities, like the Dongjiang or the Pudong, this kind of the, we call the domestic and the offshore cities and to set up SPV, instead of in all cities like Hong Kong, Singapore, and, um, you know, Marshall, this kind of place. So, uh, you know, this might be changed something in the next few years and there uh, with be the Chinese government and as uh, the, the Chinese how to do the more uh, but otherwise, I would say that Hong Kong would definitely our first choice, and um, there's no doubt, especially in the Asia side.
1: And I, I think your point around the incentives in the PRC, the, the incentives the government looking potentially to choose, choose is interesting. It leads on to my next question, but I'd like to first give uh, the, the, the others, the other panelists, uh, an opportunity to, to comment on uh, the last question around Hong Kong as a location for. For setting up offices and, and operating out of, if if indeed they, they don't already do that, which I know um, many of you do. Uh, Stacey, have, have you got any view on that? Uh,
5: yes, thank you, Anthony. Uh, for ICBC leasing, we have we do have a platform in Hong Kong, and uh, uh, majority of our overseas SPVs are under that uh, Hong Kong platform. And um, our treasury team is still under evaluation of uh, how that uh, 2021 regime uh, on tax will affect our business. Uh, But so far we are quite happy with our Hong Kong platform and uh, Hong Kong has all the elements uh, for shipping, have uh, the lawyers, um, have the expertise uh, and all the ship owners. So um, I think, uh, especially as um, a Chinese uh, leasing house, uh, Hong Kong, in, in some sense, Hong Kong is a better choice than Singapore for us.
1: Thank you. Thank you. As someone based in Hong Kong, that's good to hear. <laughs> um, uh, not, not picking on anyone. Uh, Jack, do you have anything? I'd like to give everybody the
3: opportunity to say something if they, if they wish. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. And uh, we do have people sitting in Hong Kong office. So the, our Hong Kong office is not only a platform, but also is a physical office. So um, yeah, the Hong Kong ship leasing tax scheme uh, is very welcomed by all of us. We understand that the top chinese source have issued more than 25 billion US dollars bonds by end of 2020. So which mainly raised in Hong Kong capital market. So this Hong Kong, is very important for us, and we also already have CDB leasing, CSC leasing, and also maybe other Far East Horizon leasing and other leasing house listed in Hong Kong Stock Exchange, and maybe uh, uh, more and more leasing house will set up their Hong Kong office, and uh, after the new tax uh, regime for leasing elected, I think is very um, that the, the all of the environment get more and more. Uh, favorable to us. So we do think the role for shipping finance center is one of the most important function for Hong Kong. And for Singapore, we also have uh, uh, SPVs there. And maybe it's very uh, Singaporean, uh, everybody now is a a logistic hub for the Asia. So it's also very important for operating and do some uh, finance in Singapore. So we also wanted to uh, to uh, look more on the Singapore side. Yes, that's yes, 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 my view. Thank you. Uh,
1: Thank you, you Jia. That's very interesting that you're bridging between uh, Hong Kong and, and Singapore. But Hong Kong is one of your centers for raising finance and, and that uh, it, it still remains um, a, a, an important hub as far as, uh, as leasing is concerned, particularly with the introduction of, of the concessions. Um, Rock. Uh, are you are you uh, wanting to say anything? Uh, so far. Yeah. We
4: have a, a desk uh, on our funding side in Hong Kong, and uh, in short future, we also set up uh, a physical desk for shipping business there. Hong Kong is an important place. It's a good place. And, uh, yes, I fully agree that uh, not only setting up uh, SGVs uh, moving assets there, but it's also important to uh, uh, keep a, a physical uh, office there, uh, show presence there, uh, and this uh, new tax regime is a very important, showing the Hong Kong government's uh, uh, their continuous support and uh, their ambition to keep maintain Hong Kong as a hub for shipping in the uh, Asia Pacific. Uh, in future, things will get better and better. I believe. Uh, 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 There are many linkages between Hong Kong and mainland China. Um, uh, In our shipping team, uh, we have another two colleagues sitting in Shanghai in Shipping, uh, who are the permanent residents of Hong Kong. So, uh, people are very familiar with Hong Kong. So, uh, in the right timing, I think we will establish a physical uh, office there.
1: We we certainly see a lot of inquiries from our point of view, from from European owners looking at at Chinese leasing around Hong Kong as a center for for, um, uh, structuring the the transaction um, and and, uh, equally Singapore. So there seems to be interest in both jurisdictions from that point of view. But thank you all very much. That's that's very um, interesting and insightful. Um, uh, The next topic that we're gonna move on to is is something that I think is being discussed Uh, you know across different industries but it's particularly um, poignant at the moment from a shipping point of view and that's um, environmental social governance uh, ESG Um, and the Poseidon principles decarbonization I I mean it's at the forefront of so much that's in the news these days Uh, we've seen recent news reports about uh, the the meetings in Glasgow Um, And and so all companies, and as an industry, particularly shipping, it's something we're having to look at very seriously and we are looking at. In 2021, ESG issues have remained at the top of the agenda for many governments, banks, investors, and businesses. Um, And a wave of new ESG regulation around the world calls for more rigorous corporate disclosures. Uh, The Poseidon principles and decarbonization Uh, as similarly commanding close attention, uh, as I've said in the news recently and much that's going on in the background uh, at political levels. I'd ask the panelists to say how these developments have been reflected in the way Chinese finance leasing companies conduct their business and in the term sheets they put out. Um, Have the developments adversely affected business? And if so, how? Uh, Have uh, they made Chinese leasing companies more or less competitive? than
0: alternative sources of finance. Uh, Mr. Jiang Feng, sorry to pick on you again as the starting point. Okay. Yeah, uh, firstly, I have to say, I fully support all the environmental protection uh, matters. uh, But the question is that, how could we approach environmental protection? Is that decarbonization everything? Uh, I think, that uh, we call it green energy or uh, environment protection should be driven by technology, not only policies. For example, in old days, we used that ship for say 25, 30 years. And it also cost materials and energies to build that ship nowadays because of this uh, uh, environment protection policies that we have to scrap our ship at, 15 or 20 years old. So is this really green? I'm not sure. But as for leasing companies, you know we are not pioneer. Uh, we are not uh, uh, very strong in technologies. So as, at least for our company, we still use the way to, we just follow up. If all the major shipping companies choose a new technology, maybe we will follow. So till now, we haven't built any, say, dual fuel uh, ships or something like that. We still, but we mainly, uh, apart from building new ships, we also purchase existing fleets, but we mainly go for those younger fleets, not 15 or 20 years old ships. So this might be a kind of uh, green fleet or something like that.
1: I, I like your comment around technology, not policy. Um, and no doubt, a lot of the the technology changes are being driven by by owners who are upgrading their fleet. And um, uh, Bill, do you have any any comments expand on, on perhaps what um, uh, Mr. Jiang Peng has said?
2: Yes, thank you. And uh, Tony, it's very interesting question. I think that this kind of question is being discussed in the peers and the panels, also in some kind of the shipping forums. But I like to and uh, Elaborate again, you know, and um, I think for this, that we are very green because and 70% of asset right now in the, you know, green energy and it's not just shipping, but in the other, I would say the wind farm and the solar, this kind of a green related energy and asset. effect. So, and the, for that perspective, and I think the, you know, it's very green already and the back to our shipping side and, um, I suppose in the and the idea. So the, the all the green they should be driven by the technology besides the police, uh, politics. And um, but right now the technology is still in the I would say uncertainty in terms of the, the fuel, what kind of the, the new and the energy could be replaced in uh, the fuel. And that hasn't been decided yet. Some people like the NG, some people like the other kind of the, you know, the maybe battery, uh, all kinds of discussion right now. And um, I recently joined you know, some kind of the, the forum organized by the classes CCS and VV and ABS, all kind of the, um, they all, I, I think they all have different ideas. And so you know, for us we are not very technical strong. So and from financial perspective, we maybe and uh, um, wait and see how this is growing and how it's going. But in general, you know, we are, we, are, we like to finance this and you know NG engine and the ships and uh, we offer them a little better. You know. In terms, so that's kind of the attitude we try to support the, the ship owners to do the more green and the energy and the ships instead of very you know the old second hand um, the ships. That's our general strategy right now for for our client. I'm turning
1: it back to you. Uh, thank you, Bill. That, 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 that's interesting. I think you're right. I mean, w- with all of these things, we see that momentum matters, and, and it's very difficult to be the first or to. to um to be driving change but as change happens um, it, it's far easier for us all to to find ourselves uh you know uh, effectively riding the, the the coattails of of, of change um so uh, i i'm getting the five minute warning i, I think we've, we've got limited time available I, i'd like to pass it over to jack to see if jack's got anything further to comment on i, I have a couple of uh, additional questions i don't think we're going to get to them but jack please please go
3: ahead and um Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. So for the ESG, yes, I have to mention our group of the Mother Bank again. So the China Merchants Bank have the uh, coverage social responsibility strategy linked to the United Nations Sustainable uh, Development Goals, as is called SDGS. So for leasing company, we fully adhere to our Mother Bank's strategy. And uh, you can see from the public uh, information, as of the Q1 of 2021, CMB Leasing has supported over 100 renewable energy projects with a um, amount of investment over 14 billion RMB. So we involved on uh, sh- onshore and offshore uh, windmill projects and also uh, solar energy projects. So we are long, uh, long ago uh, we are not only going to uh, green on the shipping side but also of all of the energy side we have uh, invested and promoted the low energy vehicles its called we uh, electric uh, vehicles we help cities in China face out of the old public transportation and introduced electric new energy public transportation so um, Also from our finance side, we have initiated a sustainable financing framework to issue green bonds. Uh, We are working on with our clients to look at the new eco design, uh, new building vessels. And this year we have done uh, several uh, LNG carriers and dual fuel container vessels. And we are very positive to support ESG regulations, developing in shipping industry, both in China and also for overseas clients. Uh, Thank
1: you, Antony. Thank you, Jack. Um, I think I'm gonna get away with asking my final question. Rock and Stacey, I'm gonna direct this at you. You, You've not had an opportunity to to speak on the last question. Um, The the next question is around alternative finance uh, and and it's shipping finance has changed significantly over the last 10 to 15 years, uh, and it continues to change. Um, One comment that's been made is that the composition of the alternative lenders of which Chinese leasing was at one time, uh, but the composition has altered um, and and that there's been a decline in lending by Chinese leasing companies. Would the panelists say whether this comment is fair and whether alternative finance, including FinTech, is becoming so prominent that it should be treated as mainstream alongside finance leasing and bank finance? Stacey?
5: Yes, thank you, Antony. So yeah, uh, for the alternative financing, uh, leasing, especially Chinese leasing, uh, has been a very um, strong capacity open to the market and give a lot of support to the international ship owners um, these years. So um, with our very healthy and um, stable growth, I think, uh, the leasing arm will still be a quite uh, significant uh, resources for all the uh, industry. And also we see there are other uh, funding uh, to specify in shaping after the COVID-19. Uh, okay. So um, we also expect there will be more capital into this uh, shipping industry um, uh, going forward. Uh, and also uh, we are quite welcome to all the capitals. I think. Uh, Uh, the capital will make the markets better in a way uh, once um, all the uh, resources are allocated properly to the ship owners. Thank
4: you. Thank you, Stacey. Rock, are we gonna be able to squeeze a comment in from you? Yes. Finance. Yes, the Chinese leasing just emerged about 10 years ago in the shipping, international shipping market. Uh, but as, uh, after one day, uh, the Chinese leasing doing better and better. And uh, several uh, top uh, leasing companies, uh, total shipping portfolio already ranked uh, among the top uh, of the among industry in the world. and uh, Be recognized by international ship owners, charters. Mm-hmm. I think uh, in future that the Chinese leasing company will do better and better. Every company with a very, uh, very conservative uh, strategy uh, doing their business with their strong background, of shareholder, and with their very experienced people, the team. And uh, I think these financial instruments will continuously to be serving international shipping market.
1: Yes. Thank, thank you, Rock. Um, Bill, do you have anything to say? They've not pressed the red button on us yet. We're, we're still going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You know, I, I think that you know you know we have we have we have some of the you, know, you know figures I would say share with other, others. So in the season in 2020, so it is about in the 40% the new building indirectly or directly come from the China leasing house. So this figure you know would you know already you know to share with the the rest of the world say about the China leasing house would be and very strong already in the in the shipping finance market. And I think for this year in the 2021, you know I think the the trend. Um, i wouldn't say speed up but um, at least not slow down so you know, keep 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 going and um, you know with all my colleague or my friends in the Chinese um different in you know, the financial institution and they will be working hard and working together try to keep in the the you know, support in Chinese financing uh, still strong in the in the shipping world thank you Anthony. okay um
1: i've been i've been instructed that i can um, i can ask a final quick question um, with uh, just very succinct answers from everybody if everybody can finish off this is around recovery and and we've seen reports of rising sale and purchase activity and new orders at yards in the mainland and in korea Um, but there's still some uncertainty in the market as covid lingers internationally uh, and surges in certain places uh, and the prospect of interest rate increases looms what are the main threats to full recovery Uh, bill can i i know you just finished but if i can leave that with you to start (laughs) <laughs> um,
2: I think I think currently it's a little challenge, especially, you know, I, th- I think most of the challenge right now is facing maybe the, you know, the, the interest rate of the U.S. dollar you know, to increase maybe next year. So there's a lot of the sign to tell us um, maybe next year um, the U.S. dollar becomes stronger and uh, the, all the funding costs become uh, higher. So that's all the potential risk. also there's the a challenge for when the, I see the, food, the the leasing outside because we have to uh, hedge the, our you know, of course, then we can finance to the other. So this, this is kind of the challenge we have to face. So I just mentioned this part, leave the, leave the topic to the rest of my colleagues or friend. Thank you,
1: Until- Bill. Mr. Jiang Feng? Uh,
0: yes, uh, there are a lot of uncertainties, but I believe that uh, it's recovery. Actually, I think the market is recovering and the recovery just starts. It may be last for the next few years. Just that, thank you. Thank you very much.
3: Jack, I'll pass it on to you. Uh, thank you, Anthony. Yes, for the uh, post-COVID market, uh, my view is maybe in the next year, the impact might be still there for the ship uh, operating port facilities and for some specific segments, like passenger uh, carriers or maybe other niche markets. But also, we have to just uh, like uh, uh, Bill mentioned just now, and we have to watch the the monetary policy closely and the U.S. Uh, 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 trade policies, and to watch out the funding cost changes. And also, compared to the epidemic and the mon- monetary policies, and the geo- geopolitical political issues, also are. Uh, as a US-China trade war or anti-globalization, some issues we have to, uh, to watch to uh, affect to the global trading. So, but for Chinese missiles, uh, I think we uh, we uh, stand here, we are committed to the uh, industry for a long, uh, long-term way. Uh, thank you, Anthony Thank you, thank you, Jack.
1: Rock.
4: Yes. Uh, uh, uh Actually in the past one year, there are no supplies supplies in the market other than in our sector. So we are, we, we are positive uh, towards the future market for yeah. we'll
1: recovery. Thanks, Rob. Stacy, I think we'll end with you on this lightning round. Yeah, thank
5: but... you. Yes, thank you. Uh, that's a very good topic. And actually we have put uh, this hard question to our charity team to try to resolve. So they have uh, ha- had made a plan um, Actually, uh, early this year, when the the funding cost is still quite uh, um, competitive and uh, we do have a long-term plan to balance our funding costs and try to provide uh, sustainable financing to our clients. Thank you.
1: Daisy, thank you very much. Thank you all very much indeed. It's been a pleasure. Um, Your insights into the market, um, your answers to the questions uh, have been very, very educational. Um, and uh, thank you for, to the audience for joining. Um, we we look forward to, to connecting again in the future. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody.